Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirstie Call. Together, we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Feeling stuck in your creative journey? Needing to change your narrative? Everything you want is possible. As a therapist-trained life coach for creatives, I'm excited to help authors like you create clarity and build self-confidence so you can achieve your dreams. Kirstie can help you get the drama out of your life and into your art. Visit kirstiencall.com. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com and register for a free consultation today. Hooray! I can't wait for us to work together to get you where you want to be. Hey, Kirstie. Hey, Kim. How are you feeling today? It's too cold for spring. It feels like we've gone back to winter. And I don't feel too bad, though, because we're about to interview Laura Sassy, who wrote Little You, the story of one lost sheep. It's illustrated by Tommy Doyle, and it's a perfect spring read-aloud. It really is. We're excited to talk with Laura and her editor, Naomi Kruger. Let's talk. Laura, we love this adorable, fun story about little you, who is too busy (laughs) finding so much joy in his surroundings to come when the shepherd calls. Where did you get the idea for this rhyming story. I got the idea for Little You from several places. Prior to Little You, I'd written two books that kind of met at the intersection of faith and mainstream, picking iconic stories from the Bible and then putting a fresh, imaginary, kind of fun twist on them. And so it's a favorite parable of mine. It's a parable called The Parable of the Lost Sheep. But my fun twist was I wanted to make it from the point of view of the little lamb And I called the little lamb, little you, because I thought it was fun. There's the play on words. It sounds like you and me. I've always wanted to write a counting book. So all those things sort of came together and little you was uh, the result. And also my own kids, when they were little lambs, like (laughs) just like little you in the story, she goes exploring and she gets further and further away from Shepard. My children also loved explore. And those are sort of the elements that inspired the story. I definitely think it's a universal thing for kids, right? There's so much for them to explore because there's so much unknown. I love it so much. Naomi, what was it for you about the story that made you want to acquire it? I really loved that it was inspired by the parable. Um, We are a publisher that has roots in the Lutheran tradition, and we publish a lot of books for the Christian market. Um, But we also publish books for the general market, and we felt that this book was a nice crossover um, because for people who know the biblical story, they would recognize it. Um, But for those who don't or who who aren't as um, involved in a Christian faith community, they would still like it. It's not so overly religious that it would turn people off. And so that was really appealing to me. I really liked um, the counting aspect. This is really good for preschoolers. And um, it's, it's really fun to have a book that has multiple layers to it that frame of the counting, the getting lost, um, the the Christian message behind it, uh, and this idea of being found, you know, is really, really good. Um, It was just really well written. 
I hardly had to. The rhyme is so good. Um, from an editorial <laughs> perspective. So that was really awesome from an, you know, to get a manuscript that was so clean and I could visualize the art. I mean, that was another big part of this is that I could from the get go just know exactly um, what the pictures would need to do to support the story. Um, and that's, that's a really uh, compelling thing about a manuscript when you're considering it. Absolutely. It must be. And so speaking of the illustrations, I know Tommy wasn't able to join us today because he's in Australia, but his art is just beautiful. Can you share with us a little bit about your illustrator selection process? Yeah. Well, you know, anytime we select an illustrator, we're just looking at lots of different portfolios. And I, I really wanted something that did have a more classic feel um, without it looking tired. And I think that's his art, you know, I really wanted something that had a more realistic look too. It wasn't overly cartoony um, since this is a story, you know, it's a character who's a sheep and is somewhat um, anthropomorphic, but isn't like, I mean, she has a bandana, but she's not wearing clothes <laughs> and like using spoons and, you know, right. things like that. <laughs> and so we needed to be an art style that would look like, like rooted in a place that was real. And that was the Middle East. Um, and so, yeah, I think he did a really, really good job. He did. I love it so much. He brought so much, and he brought so much to it. You know, he he really, my briefing was very basic, you know, and then he would just run with it in a really good way. So. And I think he just did such wonderful things with the colors. And when I share it with kids at schools, they just, they love, they love his illustrations and they get a little scared when you is, is lost and it gets so dark and you have the owl's eyes. And then they just have this, like, you can just see, like they feel the hug when you turn the spread and you've had these dark colors. And then all of a sudden there's this golden, almost like sunset and these beautiful colors and this warmth. And it's a close up of shepherd hugging, you know, little you safe and snug. And they, they love that. Yes. Uh, sense of, of comfort. And it's brought up lots of conversations about being lost and being found because they've all experienced it in some way. And they have shepherds in their life that have found them. And they, they make that connection to, I always hold my dad's hand when we go in, in the woods or I, you know, just like they say the sweetest things. Yeah. <laughs> so they're connecting it's to the story. It's such a beautiful message. Even if there were 99 others. Every individual is important and every individual is sought after and found and that we don't need to worry about being mm -hmm. lost. I love yes, it. Exactly. So this story, we've talked about how it has multiple layers. There are so many beautiful layers to this story. What was the writing process like for you, Laura? I knew I wanted to do a parable. My writing process is different for each story, but for this one, I, I knew I wanted to meet at that intersection. I knew I wanted it to be the parable. I knew I wanted it to count and I knew I wanted it to rhyme. <laughs> but I- That's a lot, that's a tall order. That is a lot, yeah. So uh, I found the first, my first verse. I started with the first, you know, that 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 setup. And I went from, I went from there. Um, and uh, it, it's interesting when I, when I first, wrote it I want it counted you never saw this Naomi but it counted up and it counted back down okay and um but I as I was doing that when you're working through I realized it, it made the like the climax the high point was right in the middle of the story and then it took way too long mm -hmm. <laughs> 
get back down to one. So there was a process with lots of, of, of revision, but I was pretty set on the meter and the rhyme. Um, and uh, I had a lot of fun. And then Tommy sort of worked on this too. I know I spoke with him afterwards and he did his research too. But as I was thinking about what what I what things little you would encounter, I wanted to make sure that they were things that would have that maybe Jesus might have seen who was telling the parable because he was of course such a wonderful storyteller. And so all the all the um right down to the figs, those are items that I found names of in the Bible and I, I researched to make sure that they, you know, little you might have seen them. So that was part of the the process. I love as that. Well. I love that. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. have a specific writing schedule or any helpful writing tips that you'd like to share with our listeners and us? Uh, well, okay. yeah, me. <laughs> well, I'm a morning person. So uh, I, my tip for other morning people would be to, and maybe even if you're not a morning person, there's something so fresh in the morning, you just get up and write. So I do, uh, and I usually start with just like some free writing. I write in the morning every day early. That's great. <laughs> and sometimes I can't stop even when I'm doing other things throughout the day. My mind is then already on the story and I'll jot things down. Um, I find I cannot write in the evening because I just get too excited about what I'm writing and then I can't wind down. <laughs> and then I guess another tip and this you know relates to kids as well but also for newer writers just the importance of having other people read your work having a critique group, and especially if it rhymes, there is a tendency when you're um, writing rhyme to make it, you, sometimes you want to make it work, so you might put the emphasis on the wrong <laughs> syllable or something like that, and then, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, you know, have someone else read it, and then, you know, different accents, like some, some, some things rhyme in if you're speaking British English, and they, or Southern, or, mm. so keep yeah. those things in mind as well. Mm-hmm. But yes, I do sometimes write in prose as well. But this one, this one, I had a pretty clear vision of compared to some other ones that I've written in rhyme. So well, it is. Rhyme is so good. So you know, good. There's it no is. forced rhymes in here. It, it it just kind of rolls off the tongue so so naturally. So you, that, that I would say that's from rounds and rounds of revision and a good <laughs> um, a good rhyming dictionary. <laughs> yes, and natural yes. talent, of course. So, Laura. of course. <laughs> And a love, and the love of it, right, right. 
Naomi, what was the editing process like? You mentioned it came in really strong, but was there anything specific that you can remember um, going through with Laura? You know, it was so long ago. <laughs> I, <don't remember. laughs> I think, Naomi, the only thing we really did was you wanted Shepard to be lowercase. Oh, yeah, we talked about that. Like, is Shepard uppercase or lowercase? And I think we ended up sticking with uppercase when uppercase? it was the name. Yes. Yes. Right. So because Shepherd was a stand-in for the name, but if you were yes. saying the Shepherd, it would be lowercase. Right. Yeah. And so right. it resulted in the addition of an of a new word in the story, which is actually I love. It just worked out well. So at the end, we had um, one little you now safe and snug, cradled in. Um, it would have had to been changed to the Shepherd's hug, and I instead of the, I asked if we could put in kind Shepherd's mm -hmm. hug. And then shepherd could be capitalized again. And I just love the word, the addition of the word kind. Yeah. So, you know, that and it's just because in really a picture well. book, in a picture book, every yes. word counts. So. Absolutely. So yeah, absolutely. And kind is a much stronger word than <laughs> the, right? So Naomi, do you have any tips maybe for any writers who are looking to submit to editors? Well, I think Laura's a really good example of this. She did a lot of revisions on her own, and she also, uh, it sounds like, had critique partners and um, people that she works with. There are times that I get manuscripts that are really maybe a first or a second draft, and I, I wish that they would send it first to their friends or um, if, if it's not with an agent. Um, I, most of the people I work with now have agents, although not all. But I think sometimes people get really excited and they write they write the manuscript in a few days and then they send it to me. <laughs> and I really wish that they would take more time um, with it. And because then it, it, they would be able to do some of that hard work on their own before I get it. Um, and it would speed up the process for them because I think sometimes uh, authors end up waiting a long time for me to give them feedback. <laughs> um, and maybe they would get faster feedback from someone else who's, um, you know, in a group with them or a friend or a colleague in the writing business. So that, that's one tip I would give. And the other one is just to make sure that you're doing a lot of reading in the category that you're writing for. You know, if you're wanting to write a counting book, read a lot of counting books. If you want to write in rhyme, read a lot of rhyme. If you want to write for the Christian market, read a lot of books uh, in that market, um, just so that you know how your story fits um, with that and you can be inspired. I love that. That's excellent advice. Excellent Great. advice. Yep, definitely. We have one last question for both of you. And we're going to start with you, Naomi. When someone reads this book, what do you hope they feel or learn? Yeah, I really hope that they know that no matter how off the track they get, that someone is looking for them and will find them. Whether that person is, is God or a, a parent or a family member or a friend, um, that they're never so lost That's that they beautiful. can't be found again. Um, and I think actually that that's something that adults can learn too. Like you're never so far away from the, the way that you want to be um, that you can't go back. Absolutely. That's a, such an important message right now too. We talked about how the light changes in this. And mm -hmm. one of the things that it does is it, it goes from, from daytime to nighttime and then back to morning. And sometimes when you're lost in that darkness and you don't, you don't know, like morning is coming, <laughs> yes. but it doesn't feel like that. Right. You know, right. like when you're in the middle of a very bleak midwinter, if you're in the middle of a 
bleak pandemic. Like, yes. where's the hope? Um, and I think this is a hopeful book. So I hope people do find hope um, and feel that yes. kind of that comfort that yes. hope is around the corner. Absolutely. Okay, Laura, same question. You are never too lost to be found. Um, and that there is someone who wants to find you uh, more than anything. They want they want to find you. And so I guess the only maybe extra layer I would add on to that is just the layer of love that um, surrounds all of that. A big thank you to Laura and Naomi for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for little you. Check out the show notes to learn more about Laura and her other fabulous work. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you won't miss an episode and we would love it if you would leave a review. Thanks for listening and happy looking. Picture Book Look is produced by Kirsty Call and Kim Chafee. Music by James Call. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.